Hey everybody, I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. Woohoo! Oh man, <laughs> it's a Monday morning, guys, and today we're diving into FOMO, and I have a lot to say about it. But first, mm-hmm. you know, we gotta do a quick little housekeeping. Where can you find us outside the podcast? Do you want to get to know more about us? Join our Facebook group where we are long story shorties. We are dropping a fitness challenge this week. Which is news to Wendy. And <laughs> we would love to have you join us over there. We just want to get moving. And sometimes I need like the public acknowledgement that I'm going to do something in order to get me to do it. You can also follow us on Instagram where we are Megan and Wendy LSS. Send us your emails at Wendy at gmail.com. We love them. We read every single one of them. And sometimes they show up here on the show. Speaking of email, we have been having a conversation in our Facebook group about where you buy your underwear, which was prompted (laughs) by last week's episode when I told you that I am loving some Amazon underwear. And we got some feedback, which says... To back up, I commented that I like to wear cotton underwear at night. Wendy asked if there was a reason why. And I said it was just personal preference, that there was no actual reason why you should. But this email says, not to burst your bubble, but there is a reason to wear cotton underwear, especially at night. Yes, cotton breathes better. And when you wear polyester or a nylon panty, you will sweat more. This causes condensation and warmth, which is a perfect breeding ground for yeast and other vaginal infections. As someone who has suffered from almost chronic yeast infections and abnormal paps throughout my life, this was actually told to me by my doctor and has really helped. Even if the underwear itself is not 100% cotton, make sure that the lining area is. It is actually recommended to sleep without underwear if you're prone to yeast infection so that area can breathe. Interesting. Okay, so my underwear that I pulled out of my drawer last week was like a high percentage of polyester, but the uh, crotch area is made of cotton so i think i'm okay i don't tend to get swamp ass during the middle of the night so i'm not trying to be disparaging to anybody we have talked about swamp ass a lot on the podcast and on the blog and every youtube video we ever do in the summertime so um and we're not immune to it during the daytime when we're actually moving so seriously <laughs> yeah a hundred that's why i had to wear those breathable polyester ones during the day <laughs> Anyway, um, well, that's interesting to know because I was not aware, like, I didn't know if there was any, um, like, medically supported suggestions why you should wear cotton underwear at night. It makes sense to me. I'm never going to go without underwear. It is not a comfortable feeling for me. Like, I wear a bra 24 hours a day. I'm always going to wear underwear. But I have often wore pajama pants without underwear to bed. I don't I don't know why sometimes I choose it. It's usually if maybe if I take a shower at night and then I uh-huh. throw on clean pajamas, I don't want to like why this is TMI totally, but I don't I I, I don't know. Does anybody else want to know <laughs> <laughs> when I choose to wear underwear to bed and when I don't? After we record this podcast, we're recording a second podcast and we are recording our thoughts on the explosive, most dramatic rose ceremony ever, Oprah (laughs) interview with Harry and Meghan. And you can only get that episode on Patreon. And I will say that when we discussed recording this as our bonus episode, Wendy was a little bit on the fence about whether she would have anything to say about it. And based on the 77,000 text messages that went back and forth (laughs) between the two of us, I think she was surprised. 
I'm speaking for you by how yeah. much you have to say. So I think we are going to have a lot to say on the topic. For sure. And that episode is, as you were listening to this, already available on Patreon. So you can join it and you can have immediate access to it. Speaking of exciting news, would you like some more exciting news? Sure. As I was getting ready this morning, I got a notification on my phone. It was a Twitter notification that said it was from the CDC. Have you seen this notification? Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so. Not this morning. The short blurb is fully vaccinated people can gather indoors without masks, CDC says. Wow. The extended version says the CDC announced new health guidelines for those vaccinated against COVID-19, saying those individuals can gather indoors with others who are fully vaccinated with no precautions, but must still adhere to masking and social distancing in public spaces. Additionally, vaccinated people can visit low-risk, unvaccinated people from a single household without masks and physical distancing. So I can have a we've been vaccinated party this year? This it does sound that way. My parents saw my kids for the first time in months this weekend because they are fully vaccinated and they're several weeks out from their last vaccination. So they were finally able to see my children. Of course, this was in advance of the CDC giving us the okay, but I do think my children qualify as low-risk individuals, and they, of course, are from the same household. And all this does for me is it just gives me hope. It's like a step forward, a step forward. I feel like we're moving in the right direction. We are. I said that two weeks ago or last week. We are trending in the right direction. We see an end to this. Yeah. I will say uh, I was a little bit concerned because both of my in-laws have recently been vaccinated. And um, one of them made a comment over the weekend that um, gave the impression that he thought he could go uh, mask free once he's been uh, fully, you know, two weeks out from his last vaccination. And we were like, no, 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 no. That's not what the situation is. You can still be a carrier and have to wear a mask. Otherwise, you will spread it to those who have not been vaccinated. And he was unaware of that. And that makes me concerned that there are lots of people out there who are unaware of that. I think that's the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do know that, um, honestly, I did not read the full article. There's an article in the New York Times. There's an Associated Press article. I mean, it's everywhere that I would imagine um, digs into this. But I have to imagine that this comes from additional information about how the vaccines are protecting us, because the assumption was that they were probably reducing the ability of those vaccinated individuals to spread the virus. But they didn't know because they hadn't actually tested for that. And now they are. And I, my guess is we're getting that information that the odds of you spreading the virus, even as a vaccinated person, is much lower. So Mm, interesting. I also think, you know, the reason why fully vaccinated people should continue to be masked, especially in public, is, look, nobody wants to get into a pissing contest of like, I've been vaccinated, so you can't make me wear a mask. The rule still is, you got to wear a mask in these public places until we get to a point where we can take them away for everyone. Right, right. Yeah, because how are you good... There's no, like, proof where you're carrying around your vaccination card with you to show people that you've been vaccinated. You know, they're not going to say, like, oh, you got to show your vaccination card before you can come in mask-free, you know. Right. It's it's just not going to happen. We just need to keep the rules for now. Which, honestly, for me, I'm fine with. Like, we're moving forward. It's all (laughs) wear a mask all day long. It's all so hopeful. And speaking of hopeful news, Californians, you know... 
the California COVID rules have been all over the place. And if you don't Mm -hmm. live in California, you may not know that our governor is under serious fire. There's a movement to recall him. I don't think it'll be successful. Last I checked, they did not have nearly the number of votes that they needed. Uh, Look, personally, I'm disappointed in our governor. I think you know, it's kind of a disaster. I know he had 2024 presidential plans on his mind. Not I can't happening. imagine he will get. <laughs> I, would he still run? Nope. Maybe. Is he going to get very far in the primary? Not a chance. He's ruined all of that. But I do think that in his last ditch effort to garner some public support, all of a sudden we have a rapid reopening in the state. And a couple things that are happening that were not thought to be allowed to happen this early is amusement parks and sporting events have been given the go-ahead to open with restrictions as of April 1st. Uh, I knew about amusement parks. I was not aware of, we're talking like major league sports. Yes. So, for example, if Angels and Dodgers were to open today, Mm -hmm. they would be allowed to have, wait for it, 100 fans. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) However, it is expected that by opening day, which I think is April 1st, that we will, the phase that we will be in, that they will be in red, they will be allowed to have 20% capacity. So for Angel Stadium, that's roughly 8,000 people. I have to tell you, the idea of a baseball game with only 8,000 people sounds sounds awful. No. Yeah, me, I hate a crowd. I'm like, you're not going to fight traffic. There's not going to be long lines for everything. You're not going to be crowded in by everyone climbing over your lap the entire game. No, I think it sounds terrible because it's like going to watch a uh, a sporting event where you're watching the worst team in the league. Like nobody's there. <laughs> There's no like exciting crowd buzz. I hear that. I just like the idea of being eased into it. I don't know that we'll go. I we were tempted and looking at some of the twenty game plans that the Angels are offering and the Padres are offering. Go. Are you worried about being just around other people? Go sit out in the freaking outfield and in your four little pod and be not surrounded by people. Well, it was interesting because we had signed up on the Padres website just to get more information for when single game tickets went on sale. Stop Again, right who- there. Stop right there. When did you become a Padres fan? We're not. I'm not. My husband signed up. My husband is a baseball fan. He likes going to baseball games. If we're traveling, he'd go to a minor league game. If there's a stadium, he likes baseball. I am an Angels fan. I like going to Angel games. I enjoy professional sporting events of all kinds, but I won't necessarily seek them out. But he was thinking, I don't know. I don't know what prompted him to sign up. But the Padres season ticket guy was texting me last night. And <laughs> I love how sudden, you how you got roped into it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I said, oh, look, I'm signed up for updates from the Padre season ticket department. He goes, I said, you know, we're just holding out for single game seats. And he said, I'm going to level with you. We don't plan on selling many, if any, single game seats. So he said they have a 20 game plan and you're allowed to sell up to 10 of them on StubHub. And this is the season ticket guy saying, like basically telling me to resell the tickets. And he said, demand is going to be so high, we expect them to go for far above market value. So I was like, is this a great investment? (laughs) It might be. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know what we're going to do. I'm just excited. I really missed a real baseball season last year. I know they played, but (sighs) there was a whole lot of back and forth. I'm excited. We love baseball. We typically go to five to ten games a season. I really enjoy it. I so, am, question yeah. outside of baseball is um, like NBA opening for 
Uh, Not indoor stadiums yet. Are you sure? I think so. I, I think it has to be. Where my husband said to me last night that Lakers and Clippers were going to be able to host at limited capacity as well. But I don't know. He also mentioned to me because youth sports has opened in yes. California again. And initially it was with the exception of indoor sports like basketball and volleyball. And those leagues, I don't know who exactly sued the state and they got an injunction that that those sports can be played indoors. So, but you know, youth sports is different than professional sports. So I just, I'm curious. I need to know all the information. ABC7, this is, I just Googled it very quickly, says outdoor spectator sports like Major League Baseball can resume with fans for California counties in the red tier starting next month. But nothing else about indoor. It doesn't say about indoor I have another question about sports. Mm. What about the Olympics? How are they handling that this summer? I have, it's been very quiet. I haven't heard anything and I don't know the answer to that. Everything I've read about what this summer is going to be like is saying like domestically, we should probably have a pretty good summer, right? You can probably do some travel, but There's a lot saying we don't know if international travel is going to be open. So I don't know what that means. Obviously, the athletes can get there. They'll create a situation where they get there and they can quarantine if they need to, et cetera. But are they going to allow international travel for spectators? My guess is, I I don't know. Our country is going to be willing to just let everybody in. My guess is, my guess would be no, that you won't be allowed to travel to the Olympics. Yeah. Like how devastating for families who want to see their children or spouse or parent or whatever compete in the olympics that's so sad it is it's all guessing so i don't know what the rules are going to be and i think they don't want to make any declarations because things change by the minute so they just maybe are waiting uh, yeah, because the olympics are scheduled for july right at least july four months from now you would think that there'd be i think they're in august but oh, okay. um, well, unless well they're typically in august maybe they were rescheduled for july um, i don't i honestly have no idea now Amusement parks are also allowed to open April 1st. Disneyland has not announced a reopening date. And there is a lot of speculation that they they will not. They have not. Oh, interesting. And there's a lot of speculation saying they will not open April 1st for a couple of reasons. One, I believe in the red tier, they can only open at 15% capacity, whereas in the orange, they can open at 25%. I think there's a lot of limits on what can be open. I think some of the indoor rides cannot be open. And Disneyland Which also... feels like a majority of, of them. the rides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking about that this weekend. And Disneyland also just started selling their food festival tickets in California Adventure. So they have a little bit of... The speculation is, and of course, that's all it is, is that they might ride this out through April and open sometime in May when our numbers are likely to be better, when they've had time to bring back their cast members, do training, figure out how they're going to do this. But for me, the idea of a 25% capacity Disneyland is such a dream. And if it's May, I might actually be vaccinated by then and I can feel Uh kind of okay going. I think that's kind of Honestly, and California residents only because cert- the current travel restrictions only allow travel within 120 miles of your home. So that's bananas, right? Like right. only California residents only at Disneyland? Bananas. And then, of course, the talk is that they're not going to begin selling annual passes right away, which well, of is course. no surprise. So, what do you think those ticket prices are going to be 
They have already said basically everything will be more expensive down to the food. (laughs) Basically, they said you're going to see a more expensive experience. Okay, so be pre-pandemic, how much was a Disney day pass? Do you know? Like roughly? Let me look. $80? Oh, no, no. More than that. Like $150. $150? Do we think it would be double that? $300 a person? I don't know if it'll be double that. I think they can increase it incrementally. It looks like 124 was the lowest one day, one park ticket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you spend, let's say, I'm just throwing this number. Would you spend $1,000 for you and your family to go to Disneyland for one day? No. No, me neither. That's ridiculous. Would I spend 500 600 You know, it's like, where does the line draw? Because oh, would I spend $600 to go for a day? Maybe. Yeah, but that's one of those where you're there from when it opens to when it closes, right? You're not just there for two hours, like the days of annual pass holders. Right. We miss Disneyland. And part of me really wants to take advantage of these lower crowds Mm -hmm. because it's never going to happen again. I know. Well, I did ask uh, my parents who have special Disneyland passes. Yes. That did not go away with uh, the, interesting. I that's a I was just as you said that wondering. Okay. No, because it's a contract. It's mm-hmm. not a uh whatever. Anyway, right. I did ask if they would have access to the park once it opened and she was gonna call today and find out. So Oh I'm we'll gonna see. be so jealous. We'll see. Which leads into our next topic. But first, <laughs> I okay. still got more to talk about. Yeah, let me hear. Okay. I believe it was last week, perhaps the week before, I talked about my adventures in wireless bras. And (laughs) it was a couple weeks ago. And I was basically Mm -hmm. saying, it turns out they're not for women of a certain size. Except I was drawn back in, this time not by an influencer, this by uh, Amazon targeted recommendations. And it was by the same brand as my beloved Amazon underwear, Warner. And it showed up as a suggested item. And I clicked and they have... Wireless bras available in a number of colors and a number of sizes. And I read the reviews and there were tons of reviews from women who have above a 36D cup size saying, this Mm -hmm. is a great bra. It's in the $20 to $30 range. It's one of those things where depending on the size and the color you click, it's either $21 or $29 or $34. Mine was about $24. Well worth it. That's very inexpensive for a bra. It's very comfortable. I do think I could size up one because they come small, medium, large, extra large. They're not sized by a cup. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a guessing game. And I haven't been sized in a long time. And I, quite frankly, don't really know what size I am anymore. I just kind of guess. And that goes for clothing, too. And <laughs> I uh, have put the next size up in my cart because I think that would be even better. But... It's a very comfortable bra, a good amount of support. I like it. It does not cut me off. The Soma bra gave me serious double boob. Did you return those? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I returned one. One I had worn for several hours, and I feel like, hmm. I would return it. Kind of on me. I'd be like, this is the most uncomfortable bra ever. (laughs) I'm returning it right now. I think Soma would take it back. Maybe. I don't know their return policy, but why not? What are you going to do? It's just going to sit in your drawer forever. You're not going to reach for it unless you no, want to give I'll it away to like Goodwill or something. I, can you give away bras to Goodwill? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would be great for someone. It wasn't for me, but 
I am very excited to try this next size up because it has the potential to be the perfect bra. And they're very inexpensive and they're very comfortable and they come in a lot of colors. So I, I just feel you. like my boobs would like fall out the bottom of it. No, it's not. <laughs> it really has quite a bit of support. All right. I was very impressed. And there were lots of people who posted photos in the comments of them in the bra because oh, they're wow. more brave than I am. And I mm-hmm. honestly really appreciated it. And that helped me make the decision. Those Amazon reviews, man. I mean, sometimes they're obviously like plants, but these were very clearly women who had <laughs> purchased the bra. Guys, sign up for our Patreon. Maybe you'll see Megan in her bra shot. <laughs> no comment? Clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to disappoint anybody because that is never going to happen. (laughs) Well, this is the perfect transition to our next topic. So I follow Heather McMahon on Instagram. She's a comedian and she has a podcast called Absolutely Not. And I listen occasionally. A bunch of people were sharing and she was resharing it. But their comments on her latest podcast where she was taking on the concept of toxic body positivity. And I thought, I need to hear this because I think society swings strongly one way or the other. And 10 years ago, diet culture was huge, five years ago. But we swung so strongly in the opposite direction that if you talk about wanting to improve your body in any way, there's this strong, like, you need to love your body. Yeah, there's a shame around it. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I think it comes from a good place. I think it comes from a place of it started in, hey, we do need to love our bodies. All bodies are good bodies. This body is beautiful. You don't need to lose weight to be more valuable. You don't need to tone your body for you to be valuable and beautiful as a human. But I think it swung so far in the opposite direction that if you're not in a place where you can feel that about your body, then that's shameful too. Right. And I do think there's a lot tied up in this because if I stand up and say, you know, publicly, I don't like my big arms. Another person who perceives themselves to have big arms is then going to think, and rightfully so, I get it. They're going to hear me saying I don't like big arms on anybody when what I'm saying is I actually think everyone else is beautiful. It's just personally, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. So it's become very difficult to talk about these things. And essentially what she was saying is, look, sometimes I'm not in a place to love my body. Sometimes I am uncomfortable in my clothes and feel the need to do something about it. And I mm-hmm. I thought it was a really interesting conversation. Um, that's super interesting because I remember having this conversation with you over the last several years, mm-hmm. you know, about there was this big push for body positivity. There was mm-hmm. uh, just wear the bathing suit or whatever it was, which I think I even participated in. Yes, we have a blog post about it. Right. And here I am uh, saying that stuff publicly, but honestly, inside, I'm still hating myself. I still feel uncomfortable in my skin and the way my body looks and how I feel in my clothes. And so it's interesting that Heather McMahon is now saying like, look, now there needs to be this conversation like we've gone too far. We can still have these conversations about not being comfortable with who we are. I think it takes work. I think like anything, any sort of mindset transition takes work to say. I'm here to tell you that I am not body positive. I think about being uncomfortable in my body every single minute of every single day. And if you want some truth, there it is. I will. I I can't be that person. Like, I can't be like, I love my curves. Nope. 
because all I see is cellulite and fat and chub and double chin and all of that. Does that make you uncomfortable with me saying that? It doesn't make me uncomfortable. I want... You want body positivity. Yeah, I do. So here's the thing. I like the idea of body positivity. How many Mm -hmm. people are looking at my body as much as I'm looking at my body? Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's interesting you say that because last week or a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that that lady said like to me, well, you're not that big. And my biggest hangup was that somebody's perception of me was that I was big. And I think that hurt the most to me. Um, I think it mostly reinforced how I felt about myself. And that's why it hurt. I hear what you're saying because a couple of years ago, you know, I go through waves of being like, hey, I'm fine with who I am. <laughs> like, I have clothes that fit and I look okay. And then it's usually there will be like a one moment that puts me over the edge. Like, I'll go try on clothes and nothing fits the way I imagined it will. Or a few years ago, I don't typically dress up for Halloween. I don't enjoy the holiday. But my husband and I were going to dress up. We had, I think, Popeye and olive oil costumes. I hadn't tried mine on. He had bought it. I hadn't tried it on. It was a size that I thought would fit. They're stretchy. I don't know. So Halloween night comes and I am putting the costume on and we have a block party every Halloween for 100 people and it did not fit. There was no way I was wearing this out of my bedroom and I broke down into tears and I called my husband because he wasn't home yet and I said, do you have like, he had been Waldo a couple of years ago and I was like, is there anything else I can wear? I feel like I need to dress up. So I dug out his wear Waldo costume, which is a giant red and white striped t-shirt that I could wear with jeans. And I, you know, put on a happy face and went to the party. And I was telling a group of friends in what I thought was a safe space, you know, I'm Waldo because Mm. my damn costume didn't fit. And I wish I could remember the words, but I know one of them had said like, oh, she said, oh, well, we've all, you've just gotten too comfortable. That's what oh she said. no. Yeah, you've told me this story, but I had forgotten what she said. And that is just, I would have went back to the house. I haven't forgotten it. It was out. three or four years ago. Wow. And, well, it's funny because I, it's the same thing you said. When someone reflects back, was that the truth? Sure. Had I gotten comfortable in. Now, is there something actually wrong with that? That's the question, though. Is there something actually wrong with having gotten comfortable and ga- being a size that you didn't think you were and gaining weight? There's not anything actually wrong with that. I haven't done anything wrong by being right bigger than right. I That's perceive myself I just, to be or than I used to be. I just pe- wish people would just shut the f- up with their life. Like, was she trying to... Be- like spin it in a positive way or was she really I don't think there's a intending to insult you yeah I think maybe it was like a hey here's a hard truth to hear moment ah yikes no back off lady (laughs) I just feel like I I don't know I just obviously we don't have the answers here But I did think it was an interesting conversation, and it was kind of one of the first times I had heard someone recently say, hey, body positivity is great, but we need to have space for everyone to feel the way they're going to feel and be allowed to have these conversations. Yeah, it's basically stop shaming people who are not in that space yet Yeah, into being body positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm support that. I, let's leave a link to that in the show notes. I'm actually going to listen to it today. I'm I'm curious to hear the the entire podcast. I have one last question for you. Mhm. When you got married, did you register for China? No. 
<laughs> we we registered for everyday sure. everyday plates and bowls, not China. No. So we did, and we have 16 full play settings of Kate Spade China mm-hmm. that we have used. I've married for six, 15 and a half years, and we've used generously four times mm-hmm. in 16 and a half years. And my husband keeps saying we need to get rid of the china. It's taking up space. We have a buffet in our dining room that is full of china. Yeah. Now, we have holiday dishes. We have Christmas, we have Easter, we have Thanksgiving. That's our thing. We like dishes and we put them out. We set the table. We we use those. You do. Your seasonal stuff you do use. We do. Yeah. We never use the china. And for some reason, I keep pushing back against getting rid of it. And this weekend, we got rid of a few big items. We <laughs> gave away our exercise bike. Oh, good. And I have very big plans for that now. Wide open corner of my room. And For a got... Peloton? No. Oh, okay. No, let's be real. I gotta start okay. walking first. We're gonna we're gonna do our steps challenge first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Baby steps. We got rid of a barbecue because I don't know if I told you, but my husband got a Bobo Traeger for Christmas. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> that we really like. Uh, and so both of those things left the house yesterday and he goes, not all that's left is the China. And I've pushed back and I've pushed back and I've pushed back. And yesterday I was thinking, why am I holding on to this? Get rid I mean, of the China. It was if a you don't gift, use it. but we don't use it. And nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. Sell it. Sell it. Sell it. Somebody wants it. I mean, you're not going to make money off of it. Sell it for whatever. Is it still available in, in retail sales still? Like, does Kate Spade still make that China? I don't know. It's a very basic pattern. It's not, uh, I don't think it's something that people are going to hunt for. I've looked online. There are companies that rebuy that sort of thing. That seems like a giant hassle. I'd kind of, if I'm going to sell it, would rather sell it for a great price on Facebook Marketplace where someone can just sure. come pick it yeah, up from the front yard and just be done yeah. with it. And they're getting a killer deal and I don't really care. And then we can move all of our seasonal stuff into the buffet. Yes. Um, I'm curious if you, please send us an email. Do you have China? Do you ever use it? Have you, did you get it and then get rid of it? Tell me your China stories. I want to hear them. So I'm going to tell you our buffet story. We yeah. have a buffet as well. It is full of so many bar glasses, margarita yeah. glasses, martini glasses. We never, ever, ever use them. And I'm considering getting rid of it all. I think that's a good idea. Because like, really, can't you put a margarita in a regular glass? Yeah, 100%. You know what we drink out of right now? We drink out of like those uh, hydro flask type um, insulated oh, yeah, wine yeah. Like glasses. Oh, yeah, wine glasses. Uh-huh. Yes, that's what we drink half of our drinks out of because they stay cold and they don't sweat. So yeah. I'm going to say goodbye to all that stuff. And then I will have more room to put other things in the buffet right? space. Yes. Yes. Get rid of the China. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back to talk FOMO. Do you love a zippered pouch as much as we do? They are endlessly useful. We love a bag within a bag system, our purses, as well as in the center, center council of our car. Long story short, Shop CelestialShell.com is dropping yet another brand new hand item this Friday, March 12th, zippered bags. They're padded. They're adorable. Super cute. You need to get one to sweeten the pot. We've got a code for you. It's LSSFRIENDS15 to get 15% off your next order. 
This episode is also brought to you by Home Chef. What's for dinner, guys? I honestly don't know. But as we're recording this, a Home Chef delivery is going to arrive on my doorstep and everything I need, plus the recipe to put it all together, will be inside. Look, after a year of living in a pandemic, the decision fatigue is at an all-time high. I'm done making choices. And Home Chef is eliminating the need to meal plan several nights a week. They've extended their killer $90 off promotion through the end of March. You are not going to want to miss this. Use the link in our show notes and code LSS. Pod, that is L S S P O D, to grab the deal. This week, we wanted to talk about FOMO, which was brought on by a conversation we were having last week. And it's funny because as we were fading out from the previous section, I was thinking I have like a little bit of China FOMO. Like, what if I get rid of it and all of a sudden I want it again? <laughs> I get rid of the China. So this was brought on because we were both experiencing vaccine FOMO. Yep. Yep. I want to preface that by saying we're thrilled for everyone who's been able to get a vaccine. There's no part of me that thinks anybody who has a vaccine shouldn't have one. I want everyone to have a vaccine. And I also want me to have a vaccine. (laughs) Right. Right. And I understand the need for a hierarchy. I get it. There are people who are much higher risk than I am who would rather not be more high risk. They don't want to have to have the vaccine earlier than I do. I get all of that. And at the same time, I'm very anxious for things to start opening up. Okay, so for those who don't know what FOMO is, oh yeah, because I think there might be some listeners who don't know what FOMO is. It's F-O-M-O. It means fear of missing out. Do you typically suffer from FOMO, Megan? All the time. Really? Like as a child? Like, you know, it wasn't called FOMO back then, but can you remember being a teenager and having these feelings? I can't. I'm sure I did, though. I have always wanted to be included. You do not suffer from FOMO. Well, I did quite a bit growing up. um, But as I've gotten old, I tend to care less about things or tend to not want to be... Uh, that's not true. I do want to be included in things. It's it's more like um, I'm comfortable in my space. Therefore, I don't have like that longing to be out anywhere else. And that's how it plays out for me. But I do at times have big time FOMO. I just don't try to let it eat me up. My initial reaction, especially with social media, because If I don't see it happening, it's easy to forget it's happening. But my initial reaction when I see something happening without me is almost always a feeling of missing out. Now, usually I can talk myself through it. Like, do you actually want to be in that place? Did you actually want to be with that people? Would you actually be enjoying yourself? Or Mm -hmm. is it just the idea that there might possibly be something that you're missing out on or -hmm. something happening without you that bothers you? And it's Of course, it's just the idea. And I think that's probably the case for most people. So do you feel like jealousy? Is that what it is? Uh, That's probably a better word. Mm -hmm. So when I when I do have FOMO, I feel like a cagey animal, (laughs) which is so weird. Um, And I'm also like a grade A hater. Like I will hate on these people so hard. Um, And it's mostly because I'm seeing it in social media. And during this time, especially during the in the last year seeing people Mm -hmm. do stuff um, made me 
crazed, like crazy. That is a great example. I felt that too. And that's another one of those cases where had I been invited to this thing, there were a lot of instances of, oh, I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't be at that thing. But I'm very jealous that they're having this girlfriend's trip, that they're having this Mm -hmm. brunch, that they're doing date night. You know, there were all these moments that I thought, I want all of that too. Totally. It's so funny because when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I would hate watching um, award shows like Golden Globes, Emmys, that kind of stuff. Because when I would turn it off at the end of the night, I would have such FOMO about like what they were doing next. Were they going to a party? What did their like rest of their night look like and here I was going to bed it was bizarre like I would have to not watch these entertainment shows so that I wouldn't feel that way and like when would I have ever been invited to any sort of like golden glow party never um but I'm just saying like I would have this feeling of like why do they get to do that and I don't and hating on that. I hated it. One of my jobs, uh, first jobs out of college, we had a major fundraiser that was held at the Playboy Mansion. And I was low man on the totem pole at that job and was not invited. But I had to work the registration. So they would check in and then they were shuttled up to the mansion. So I remember working the registration in this parking garage where they were checking in. And it's all these, you know, business dudes. Gross. And I was <laughs> vibrating with envy that all of my coworkers, it was a very small office, but I was the only person who worked there who was not invited to go. And at the last minute, the last group was going, my boss called down and said, hey, all of you just come up. Well, here was the problem, though. I had been so envious but I was dressed for work. I wasn't dressed like all the rest of my coworkers were to go to this party. And yeah. so we ha- I had almost this frustration that it wasn't what it could have been if I yeah. had been in a cuter outfit. Yeah. And I don't know if that falls into the same thing. But I still to this day think, man, I wish I had dressed better for that day. Wait, so did you actually go to the Playboy Mansion then? Yes. Oh, my God. How do I not know this? Let's talk about that for a second. What I mean, was, you've seen the girls year next was door, this? right? It yes. was 2002. Uh, was this during two. that time that they were shooting that show? I don't remember the dates of that show. I think it was before. Okay. And what was it like? Was it a dump? Was it nice? Did you go inside the house? Did you see the grotto? We saw the grotto. We were not allowed inside the home, but we were allowed inside the guest house which is like a game room that has Mm -hmm. which i think you've seen on the show all the video games um arcade game room Mm -hmm. but the event was outside and were there people in the pool i believe so bill maher was there Mm -hmm. um he's the only celebrity i remember seeing i know there were others but for some reason he's the only one that stuck out to me Mm -hmm. and it was what you think it would be. I mean, it was, it felt gross. And the grotto <laughs> felt like, you know, that feeling inside a spa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like or inside like an damp. indoor pool. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> it felt like that. And it didn't feel cool. I, I was, was. Was Hugh Hefner there? Uh, He must have been. I honestly don't remember seeing him. Uh-huh. What really piqued my interest in 
Playboy and Hugh Hefner was the Girls Next Door show. And then, of course, I read Holly's book. Have you read Holly's book? You have, yes? Yes, I suggested it to you. It was excellent. It is excellent. And we recommend it. The audio is good. I think she's written two at this point. But the first one where she just like lays bare her entire life in the mansion is really interesting. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the curiosity about the inner workings the way I do now, having seen kind of a peek behind the curtain with that show and her book. Uh, But yes, I've been there and it's, you know, it's big. You've seen it, though. It's not that nice of a house. (laughs) No, I actually think it's been sold now, too. Like, I I don't think I think it was sold. Yes. So now. Do you have fun with the other man at the Playboy Mansion? I wouldn't. Kind of. So that's so funny that you mentioned that because thinking about that show, yes, at that time, I remember thinking, like, I wish I had access to these places. Is that FOMO? I don't know. I doubt it. Did you ever want to be one of those girls? No. No. (laughs) I mean, I don't think positive about my body. I would never want to be a playboy playboy girl. No. Yeah, but I is that what you're asking? Life is like, but I kind of want to know what their life is like. No, no, no. I couldn't live that life. No. Okay, I'm looking at your list here, and you have book slash TV FOMO. What the heck is that? So when there is a pop culture event, like a book, like a TV show, like a movie that everyone is talking about. Mm-hmm. That I have not experienced. For example, the Harry and Meghan show last night. If I were not planning to watch that and I had gone on Twitter and seen the absolute explosion of discussion, I would have immediately had to at least watch some of the clips to get in on the action. I needed to know what everyone's talking about. So okay. when there's a show that everyone talks about, like Breaking Bad, that many people swear is the greatest show ever on television. Mm-hmm. I've seen one and a half seasons of that show and find it so physically uncomfortable to watch because it makes me so anxious. I can't do it. And yet I feel left out of the conversations that people have about how much they love the show. Yeah, I can understand that. When there's like this uh, water cooler moment the next day, that's something everybody is talking about and you're not in it. Yeah, I, I get I get that. But like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. See, no, I don't feel that way because I have no interest in that sort of content so i don't either i didn't watch it because i didn't want to but i still feel left out sometimes it's not rational it's not like i want to actually experience this thing it's just like i want to be a part of the group that is experiencing this thing Mm, that's interesting see that's where i like it falls for me where like i understand what you're saying but like i don't care enough to feel then like I have to watch something to be a part of the bigger conversation. Like I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm not missing out on something groundbreaking. But maybe you are. That's the feeling for uh, me. See, no, maybe I it's gonna care. change me in some way. No, no, no. I only really feel that way in terms of like events. If there's something that like let's say for example you and i have gone to a lot of conferences a lot of like out of town events mm-hmm. and then we there's what is that called outboarding <laughs> i don't remember oh, what it's called yes yes when there's private dinners or f- private parties and you don't get invited to those kind of things that's where i feel i start to question like my worth and why don't people want to invite me what is wrong with me do i not contribute to a conversation am i boring like that's what is hard for me to deal with is that like that fomo triggers all those insecurities and that's what i 
struggle with. Yeah, I feel all of that too. I just want to be included. It's less about the experience and more about being included, I think. Well, and that, that doesn't bother you. Like that doesn't, like I said, like trigger insecurities in, for you at all. Of course. I'm like, oh, they don't like me. Yes, that's like, that's what I want to like, it boils down to. That's what I think that that FOMO boils down to. Is that there's like a question in yourself of like, well, what's, why didn't I get invited to that party? Why didn't I get an invitation? Yeah, which I think is why sometimes watching television shows with teenagers, I can under like, I still deeply feel that feeling of being left out or not being enough or that fear. And sometimes it's hard to watch that because I haven't necessarily grown out of that. I mean, I feel this way for my daughter when she is not invited to things or not included in things. And then I, it, it triggers me. Mm-hmm. And then I start to worry about like her, like, do they not think she's whatever? Thank God for her. She like doesn't give a shit. So I'm glad she doesn't, doesn't struggle with that kind of stuff. We have some questions for you. We love an email. One, do you experience FOMO? Two, what kinds of things bring it out in you? And three, do you have any great tips for getting past it? And with that, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Megan and Wendy Approved. We are back with Megan and Wendy Approved. And this week, it's Wendy's turn to go first. All right. Well, the Instagram ads got me again. Uh Uh-oh. Um, I recently purchased a product called Cure Hydration. It's very similar to Liquid IV, which is like a powdered little individual packets of powdered, uh, I'm not going to call them electrolytes because I don't think that's what they are. But anyway, you add them to water and it helps rehydrate your body. So, um... The Cure Hydration ones, the reason they got me is because their flavors are watermelon, grapefruit, lemon, and berry pomegranate. And I just thought they sounded so much better than the liquid IV ones. Um, So I bought those and they are delicious. However, they do contain stevia. So if you are sensitive to artificial sweeteners like stevia, these are not for you, Megan. They're made with coconut water and pink Himalayan salt, and I think they are delicious, especially for someone like me who does not drink enough water. I'm trying to hydrate myself better this week, so I'm going to do it with these Cure Hydration Packets. Well, that's good to know. I think all of those hydration packets have stevia in them. I don't think you can get away away from it. I think it's everywhere. My item is... Brought to you by Wendy, basically telling me to buy this thing, and Ooh. she had the greatest idea. So, Wendy mentioned last week that she had bought a pair of bike shorts. Now, I have not been tempted to join the bike <laughs> short trend at all. I've seen people sharing them, talking about how comfortable they are, and you know I love comfortable, but nothing was making me think I wanted a pair of bike shorts until Wendy said, for working out. And that was the light bulb moment for me because if you have ever worn workout shorts and your thighs touch, they ride up <laughs> the entire time. And even if I have some that have like a second layer, like a mini bike short underneath mm-hmm. so that your legs aren't like fully exposed when they ride up, but still the outer layer rides up and it's annoying. So when Wendy said, I bought bike shorts, I thought, oh my gosh, I need them. By the way, mine still have the tag on. That's how much I love them already. I bought mine at Old Navy. And Wait, 
You're wearing them with the tag on them no, still? No, 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 I'm not wearing them. I've oh, tried okay. them on and already I know that they are the answer to my prayers. So oh, okay. Mine are from Old Navy and Old Navy has a very bad habit of having too many varieties of things. We don't need 17 different styles of bike shorts and yet they have that. So I'm going to tell you the ones that I bought because they were the only ones in black in my size in the store. I did mm-hmm. not want a color. I want black. I want to fade into the background. I bought the Extra High Rise 8-inch inseam Go Dry. They are not the compression bike shorts. They're so comfortable when you put them on. They're the perfect length. I thought perhaps they would squeeze my thigh and create like a, I don't know, like a bulge of skin below the band like of the shorts. Like a sausage situation? I did. I did think that. Yeah. They do not. Mm-hmm. They're just... Honestly, so comfortable. And I, the idea, I think these are the perfect warm weather workout short. Just throw on to go for a walk in the morning with an oversized shirt. And by the way, Old Navy has gotten on that train too. 90% of their workout shirts are cropped. Why? No, I do not want that. They have a couple that are longer and oversized, which is more my comfort zone. I bought one of them. I'd like more. These are the workout shorts for summer. I'm calling it. So, uh, yes, I did buy workout shorts. I bought them from Dick's Sporting Goods, and they are the brand that Carrie Underwood makes. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh-huh. Um, I am returning. I did try them on. I am returning them because they were $45, and it's just way too expensive when I can get a pair from Old Navy for $16.99 plus Precisely 30% off. Price. Mine so, were 50% yeah. off, so I paid eight fifty for these shorts. Well oh. worth it. Um, I happened to go on a day. All active wear was 50% off. I regret not going home and immediately ordering more online, um, but they'll be on sale again in a minute. So, I mean, I'm here for that 90s workout look. It's a bike short and a big old t-shirt. Here for it. Here for it. That's what you're going to see me in the summer. The only difference is in the 90s, I would have had mine knotted in the corner, preferably with one of those little like plastic loops that you like tuck your shirt through before we knew how to tie it. Do you know what I'm talking about? A little circle with a plastic line through it that you had Uh all about it. And mine probably had like puffy paint and rhinestones on it. Oh, goodness. (laughs) That was a real cool kid, guys. But I'm excited. Get yourself some bike shorts. And hey, wear them in the summer. They're not for me for non-workout clothing. I think Uh everyone else looks adorable. But my husband was like, what are those? (laughs) I'm like, they're the greatest thing ever is what they are. (laughs) Back off, Don't be jealous. Don't (laughs) be jealous of my bike shorts. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to hear all our thoughts on Harry and Megan, you can hop on over and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. And you'll also have access to all of February's bonus content as well. We'll be back on Thursday discussing the Hallmark standalone movie Fit for a Prince. And of course, we'll be back next week on Tuesday, same time, same place. Until then, have a great week, guys. Bye. Goodbye.